because Apple told me. <laughs> I, why, why is she, why does she, when she, I tell her I'm going live, why does she pick then to <laughs> say, so to share sensitive information? I so don't cool. understand. That's so Ah. Fine. <laughs> Good evening, everybody. Welcome to What's On Joe Biden. It's January 1st. It's 2021. We made it. Oh, my God. We made it. Thank God. Happy New Year. <laughs> right? Happy New Year to everybody uh, watching live and presumably later on when we're just a recording. Uh, I'm your host, Mike Irizarry. With me, of course, the What's On Joe Mind roundtable. We were going to celebrate uh, the the passage of, of Sweet Georgia Brown into public domain by playing that at the beginning, but I, I don't have a way to do that through through the streaming. So if that's what's playing at the beginning of this when it's recorded, when it's the you know the, the not live, that's what that's what that's all about. You you do have the correct video. So anyways, joining me this evening uh, from the the bunker in Rhode Island, it's the honcho Mark Weber. Hey, happy new year. We got exciting things on the show today. We're going to teach Joe what the words L-I-V-E on the top of the screen mean. It's fine. <laughs> right? And we're going to celebrate the Target Apocalypse round two. Right. Right here on What's on Joe Mind. <laughs> so it's been, uh, we, we had a week off. We did not broadcast in the aftermath of Mark Weber Day on the 24th. So how, how did that go for you? It was good. Like, I, I hate to, I want to give thanks to the pandemic, but not being able to go anywhere safely meant less dressing up, less actual physical church time. You know, we were, were chilling. So I got to choose the menu for the whole day. It was really, really good. It was so good. We got to like, I don't know, 7.30 post dinner, just sitting on the couch. And Michelle says, that's Mrs. Weber, by the way, says, uh, how about presents? And I had totally forgotten about presents, right? I was just <laughs> luxuriating that my birthday lasted beyond 6 p.m. that day. So pretty exciting. So, yeah, it was a really good birthday. And let's be honest, my birthdays usually, I think, on average, are between tragic and uh, disappointing. So non-existent. Right? To have it be pretty damn good is a gigantic jump. So Weber Day 2020 was pretty exciting. Now let's keep it going, right? That's called momentum. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Well, uh, it's a uh, happy happy 39th Weber Day, of course. Yeah, and I think everybody is at least hopeful or optimistic that 2021 will be a better year than 2020 was. So I can only imagine, you know, the, the ceiling that my birthday might hit next year. So... I hope everybody enjoyed Weber Day. Don't want to be selfish about it. Hope you all had a happy Honcho Day, and then you got the day off from work. You're welcome. Got to you get the Honcho, Honcho Day, then Christmas, and then New Year's all in the space of a week. And Boxing Day. Bo well, whatever Boxing Day. For our Canadian friends out there. Uh, I don't understand it. Everybody, Joe Colton, defend your holiday. Oh, uh, Wes and I had a very nice, quiet. Um, Christmas, and then we had our bubble come over like three days later and open gifts. 
So how did you celebrate Boxing Day? I didn't. I was under the covers watching trash TV. All right. Hey, that's good enough. How about uh, you? What did you do for Mark Weber Day? Yeah. I, uh, I uh, made um, some really, really nice uh, pieces of steak to sell. So. There you go. There you go. It was uh, it was quiet around here. I've I've been working retail, so I I've been, except for Christmas itself, I've I've been at work at least part of every day, over the last couple of weeks. So, even Christmas? No, except for Christmas. Okay, except for Christmas. Because right. I mean, store was closed that day, so I, there I wasn't I wasn't going to be there. Hey, but, Mike, Mike Layton makes a good point there that Hanson Day should come with free taco dinner. But dig it. Growing up, when my birthday was garbage. I was like, man, when I'm 16, I'll have a car. I'll go wherever I want. I'll do whatever I want. You're right. Where are you going on December 24th? You're going to 7-Eleven to get a damn Slurpee because nothing's open. Slur a Slurpee and two-for-one taquitos. Right? Or uh, or beef jerky. Now Ta taquitos that have probably been, been been on the roller for like 48 hours at that point. Quite a while. Yeah. They don't, That's they don't. Yeah, they don't change those out very well at the Seven Eleven. No, 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 and that's your that's your option basically on twelve twenty four in Bend, Oregon. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can only imagine. Mm. I think it's better now, but back then, growing up, man, in a small town. Well, they got a blockbuster, so it can't be that bad. The last blockbuster on earth. It's true, and I built that sucker. But, uh... <laughs> but enough about me. Well, no. There'll be more later. Oh my goodness! It's uh, before we get to the the main story of the day. We do have one news item. Doot, 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 doot. Uh, retailers have received listings of upcoming GI Joe classified and other figures, according to Histank.com. The new listings include. Classified listings for movie-related Baroness and Scarlet figures, in addition to three other characters listed under false code names, like every other listing has been. Uh, for example, they listed Scarlet as Mosquito, uh, and, and just like they've done it every other time, you know, with when Scarlet's popped up. Uh, other figures included in the listing have the placeholder names Big Rig, Ladybug, and Diamondback. Uh, plus, the the discount line has listings for two more Snake Eyes figures. Two more Storm Shadows, a Baroness and a Scarlet, and those retail $9.99 apiece, as well as an additional Snake Eyes and an additional Storm Shadow with individual vehicles, which it's not real descriptive about, and those are at $19.99 apiece. So, interesting. We will be seeing, undoubtedly, somebody will be busting that spoiler in the very near future, I'm sure, as far as who uh, Big Rig, Ladybug, and Diamondback are. I can't wait. Uh, Storm Shadow in the His Tank and Snake Eyes in the Awe Striker. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> so I have a question. I don't know if, yes. if, uh, if Mark has answered this before, but how do they come up with these nicknames? Is it the stores that come up with them or Hasbro or is it just whatever? Well, as I get further from it, I usually start with, well, when I was, not, not you know, to pub myself, although Whitney Houston's also the greatest pub of all, but uh, it was all self-built uh, self inside Hasbro. The first time when I was there, 
that I experienced it. I was on Transformers and we were gonna put together the movie line for, oh geez, the fourth Transformer movie, the Dinobot one, uh, Extinction, mm -hmm. which is kind of ironic as a name for the title. But, uh, Mark they, Webber, Extinction. No, not, it's not always about me, but I mean, the movies didn't get any better after that point, right? So uh, anyway, uh, they just wanted something we could pull from that people couldn't suss out. So we just went with Rocky. So we named our guys Apollo and Drago and Adrian. And sometimes it kind of made sense to the character, but usually it didn't at all. Okay. So it was just, man, we had, you know, who was the, who was the Uncle Paulie? Like Paulie was Swoop the Dinobot, like for no reason, he was Paulie. Somebody so, else, yeah. somebody else was side of beef. Yeah. It, and it gave, it was, it was, I mean, it probably prevented leaks, at least for a while. And mm -hmm. it was valuable if we were talking about, you know, the the actual movie Generations line, which was hard to transform, or the kid-focused three-step changers. If it was Paulie in both lines, you knew same character. Yeah. Right? So it, there was value to it. It's a good thing to do. Why they chose the names, it, it didn't matter back then, and it may not matter right now. But mm -hmm. that was the the thinking behind it, anyway. I don't imagine so. What's Big Rig got to do with anybody? I don't know. Got me. I mean, yeah. mm -hmm. seems to be the trendy nickname for for anybody in hockey over the over six foot three. Big Rig. Call him Big Rig. But Big Rig. Joe Colton, you're a Canadian. Can you can you um, can you uh, confirm that? No. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm not sure. I'm not sure you qualify as Canadian anymore if you didn't fight somebody on Boxing Day. The whole day for There's boxing. nothing open here. The whole day for boxing, and you fought no one. Just saying. I can't honestly, forget my husband. Honestly, it did not occur to you to wait for Wes to come around the corner and give him a pretty stiff gut shot and just know, happy Boxing Day, sweetie. I mean, he, he is an EWA Hall of Famer. He, right. That's why. He, that's, yeah. why you, that's why you wait for him. Yeah. You couldn't. Have, you he. Right? If somebody you know could take that, it's him. Come around. Come so around. I usually. Ah! I don't do that. But what I do, I do do is that when he comes yeah. around the corner, I will scare the shit out of him. Fair enough. <laughs> Good deal. Good deal. I'm a horrible. Wife. I'll just scream at him like ah. Well, you did just you did just sneak a doo doo in, so you're getting points for that. <laughs> I, I'm sure that. Uh, yeah, right. It's uh, I, I'm you know. Anyways, they you, they, you guys uh, before you got hitched a couple months ago, you guys went out for what two years? Mm -hmm. If I mean, if he didn't know that he was going with. Uh, a loud, sometimes nonsensical Greek woman at that point, that it, it, this is on him if he doesn't understand that. So, yes, I agree. Actually, it's Greek, I think the technical term is Greek Canadian, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. She has triple citizenship Greek Canadian American. Yeah, well, that's I the. I collect them now. Right. You knew about the Santas, right? <laughs> no. He knew about. No? Probably not at first, no. When did he find out about the Santas? 
the when we were moving, he was like, "Wow, there's a lot of Christmas stuff." Is this post proposal or pre proposal? Pre proposal. And he stuck with it. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Well. He didn't realize that it expand, like the craziness expands. You know yeah. what? I, I think that speaks very well, not just of him, but of the future, that he didn't have second thoughts or hit the silk upon seeing 28 <laughs> life size Santa Claus replicas. So, yeah. With padded asses. One of them. I think we're at 43 Santas right now. Yeah, Maggie has 70, 76 snowmen. It's a, <laughs> Is this a competition? No, we just counted. Okay. Yes. Because her snowman army could could whoop up on your Santa minions. I'm just saying. It's your number. The sun or some like hot water. Uh, I mean, if it was a one to one, but I'm going to say that that Santas are disproportionately overpowered compared to snowman. Probably. He's OP, but whatever. Uh, I'm yeah. going to say that that Joe's forty whatever Santas can take down seventy six snowmen. This is like that website. How many third graders could you fight off, right? Yeah. And the number, you're like third graders. I could whip up a whole school. But realistically, once there's like 15 or 20, they're going to swarm your legs and the bodies will be hard to move around, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm just going to be tired. Yeah. Third, third graders got a lot of energy. Because I, I, I promise you, my tactic is third grader in one hand, third grader in the other hand wielding them like weapons i want to I, get one get one by the feet and just start turning a circle right? I, like, I would be brandishing them like clubs like cesaro like yes. yeah, basically i was thinking more matrix right when he puts the pole in the ground and kicks a bunch of andersons in the face or uh in the face yeah whatever good times good times i ate getting out of bed It'd probably take about three third graders to take me down, but whatever. <laughs> Those first two would regret it, though. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I mean, they would get like the macho man, you know, top rope elbow stuff that you you would do before you started thinking, oh, wait, this is going to hurt. Chad and Sally would think it was a terrible life decision before Billy came in and <laughs> whatever. <laughs> when, when you get that... Uh... When you get the, you know, the first one goes down to the spirit bomb. You just think that, oh, I got 30 of them easy. But then you realize that that spirit bomb took a lot out of you, too. Delegate. I love Phil's comments. Yeah. Look, play the hits, man. We know what spikes viewership. We know what, we know what our people like. This isn't about us. This is it's about you. About child abuse. <laughs> it's not Next abuse. News. It's straight up Next. fighting. Next news item. <laughs> abuse abuse implies we're trying to get away with something. We're trying to keep it yeah. under wraps. No, no, this is a straight up brawl. It's a website. It's a brawl. It used to be. I don't know if it's still around. As I recall, it was on Geosities. So maybe. Geosities. Yeah. If Fire anybody up. can find the how many third graders can you beat up website, you need to post that in the comments. Fire go, down, go down there. Put it in the comments. Fire up will, the Netscape Navigator. We will explore it in depth at a future episode. All right. If you find it for us. In I like depth. Philip has standards. He only fights fifth graders or above. So that's good. Whatever. That's what he's that's what he says. 
Yeah. Fifth graders, he'd take, take like two of them. Just one to keep him distracted, and the other one just hit him in the legs. Chop block. By the way, getting back to the news item, since I derailed us, I'll bring us back. <laughs> yes, we, we, the main news item of the day, the, the featured news item. And the other thing. Uh, do, 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 do. Okay. He's talking. Anyone interrupt him? You, you have a job to do. He, he knows the score. It does seem like those are the characters you would expect in a tight movie line, right? We know Baroness is coming. We know Scarlet's in the movie. Snake Eyes mm -hmm. are out of the big deals. Okay. Cool. Maybe we get a redo of, of the Rizza as the hard master. Oh, my goodness. Or the so blind good. master. Sorry. So good. It's all about the Rizza. Yeah, in the Hizza. <laughs> Rizza in the Hizza. But uh, yes, today was the uh, January one was the day of the official uh, drop of the second wave of Target's exclusive Attack on Cobra Island line uh, for GI Joe Classified. So yay! Woo! Everybody got to get up early on Did the one nothing? day that nothing's open early. Yeah. To to go scramble out and look for these things. And find nothing. <laughs> you found nothing. I would like to wish all our fans and friends a happy Firefly Day. Right? Right? Wave two? Yes. Okay, good. Yes. As Firefly, according to Target's website and Pop Finder and all that stuff, Firefly did not make an appearance in this area. Central Indiana was Firefly free. Yeah, so it was right. Wow. So, so no Fireflies just yet out here. I, I From what I understand... There weren't too many areas that got fireflies shipped to them. There's there's some of them out there. Some of them that got ordered on the pre-order arrived. Some of them got shipped. So, Webb, you got one coming, don't you? Well, supposedly. Hasn't shipped yet. Right. So, what do, you, what do you give my odds? Like one in three? I would say, well, give, it, give me a date. They haven't shipped it yet, and the post office is still shipping Christmas presents. Not their yeah. fault, but so if we're looking, uh, if I have it in, if I get it at all, I'm happy. But I wouldn't expect it beyond to come before February. Okay, so end of, end of, end of yeah, January. I'm hopeful. I'm realistic. So, but I got, I had on pre-order. I was like the unicorn, like a redhead with blue eyes. I got two vipers on pre-order. So, Ooh. who knows? We'll see. Joe Colton. Give me, give me your date. Mark, Mark has given February 1st. What's your date on when Mark will get his pre-orders? I'm thinking like February 17. Ooh, like wow. around that time. Mid, mid to late February. Yeah. Mid to can, late I February. Amend, can I amend mine to half past never? <laughs> <laughs> no! No, you got to pick it. If, if, it's, if it's no date, then it's a wash. But the 45th of October. I'm, I'm going to be the gambler here. I'm actually going to go short. I am going to say January 15th. I'll okay. say two weeks oh, from now. I will get a notice on that. I'm not I'm not one of those guys who has to have it now, right? I don't have to be the first kid on the block. But I think it's a, it is a real damning uh, statement on your enterprise if you can't come through with your pre-orders, right? Pre-order, like, like fulfilling them or shipping them, because the shipping's not their fault. Yeah, no, fulfilling them. Okay. The idea that you said you had them, 
I signed up and either gave you money or pledged to give you money. And you said, you're cool, brother. You better come through with that. You better come through with those toys. That's all I'm saying. Uh, now, now that, that said, Mark Weber. Yeah. Uh, I We were in contact some this morning. Mm-hmm. Yes. So how, how, how did your hunting trip go? It went a little something like this. It's very shiny. What? So I wasn't, I honestly wasn't going to go out because I have supposedly two coming in the mail. And I would, you know, I, it's a bit of a hot button issue. I saw somebody saying uh, on Facebook today, hey, it's cool that you got 10, but most people got none. So if you think you're cool for posting a picture of 10, you aren't. Which, yeah, yeah I, I'm kind of along with that. I would like to have, and I've always done this with my with my army builder types, I like to have three. Like to have three of each army builder guy. Did not get there with the last Cobra Trooper. Got one thanks to our friend ML Series. I don't know if I'll drop the coin to go get two more. We'll see. But I wanted three, and I thought, ah, these two on pre-order may not show up. So I'll try to get one. So I went to one target, the lesser used one up in Swansea. Ooh. And uh, I got there about 8.10 and arrived to find a guy talking to an employee getting the last one of the Vipers. I guess they had six. And I was a little bit disappointed, but you know what? The guys who got them were all there waiting at 8 when the door opened. They made it a priority, and I didn't. So I was a little disappointed, but the gal was cool. The guy who was getting the last one was super jacked. So I'm, I'm like, fine, no big deal. I'll go home. But there's another one kind of on the way home, the busier one, actually, where I ran into a, a, two big-time collectors on day one. And I went, ah, I'll give it a shot. It's almost on the way. Stop there. None on the shelf. A lot of Peter Venkman's, just saying. Uh, typed it into the computer. Uh, it said they had some in stock, so I pushed the call the dude button, and the dude showed up. I said, hey, I was looking for a toy. Are you? Oh, you're here for the Joes. Yes, I am. So he said, yeah, come with me. Walk me over to the electronics desk. And he said, we have two left, but we're limiting them to one per customer. I said, I think that's great. That way more people get at least one. And he held him up and he's dealt with us before. He said, you can pick which one you want. Well, as 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 long as one's not crushed and one doesn't have crossed eyes, which is not a problem for the Viper. Yeah. I just grabbed the close ones and hey, I, I really appreciate it. Thanks so much. And that's it. So aside from Firefly not being there and I didn't need a Firefly, assuming they come through on my pre-order, pretty painless, right? The first store, a nice lady was helping Joe fans and I assume six different guys got six bucks. And that second one, I was, I guess, fifth out of six and five different collectors. I was going to say guys, but there are girls who like G.I. Joe. Uh, no. I'm told. Uh, you know. So I was I was pretty content with it. They had them the day they want, They said they would. They had mm-hmm. set them aside so some jabroni couldn't grab all six. And they waited for people to ask for them, for obviously people who were vested. And everybody they could got one. So should they have had more than six per store? Probably. But for what they had allocated, I thought it went pretty well. Yeah, and and knock on wood, what what we discussed a, a couple of weeks ago with Scott Zilner comes through to where Target maybe wised up. 
and put in a bigger purchase order. Yeah. The Let's second hope. time around. Knock on wood. I mean, I'm okay with there being a street date. Nothing wrong with that. But and Pop Finder has made this a whole a brave and maybe scary new world. But the idea should be that this hot stuff kind of feeds out to shelves at who knows what pace. Right. You are going to your target to keep checking. And Pop Finder mm -hmm. has changed that a bit, but that should be the pull of the exclusive to a retailer is people are checking back for it or they're coming here, they're making a, def a defined trip here. They're going to Target, not Walmart today, because they want to buy the Viper that is here but isn't there. And while they're here, they'll buy a Bruins t-shirt or milk or whatever else they're after. Mm -hmm. So it's not perfect, but it feels like progress, at least since the last one. So how about you, Mr. Mike? Well, real quick, uh, because I'm going to forget if we put this off till later. Yeah. But uh, we are being requested to put a shout out to Jay Sullivan, who is fighting COVID-19 and is really sick. Uh, Jay is somebody who we know from doing covers for the G.I. Mm -hmm. Joe comic. Uh, and so that is certainly some bad news. And our best wishes go to Jay and his family. Uh, and, uh, and hopefully he recovers from that quickly and with no ill effects long term. Jay's a super nice guy and is really uh, accessible via Facebook. So I, I've, always, I've dealt with him a little bit. I bought a couple things from his site. His covers are amazing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So obviously we wish everybody well who's who's fighting that. But Jay is Jay's one of the good ones. So we will wish him the absolute best. Yeah, I just wanted to throw that in there. We'll probably get him later too. Uh, but just wanted to get that while we we're while we we're thinking of it while it was in front of me because otherwise mm -hmm. I I got a show to run. I don't remember stuff. What? I'm getting old. What? Exactly. Can't hear. Doesn't remember. Now it's an Austin bit. Anyways, uh, my uh, our our hunt here in Central Indiana, because again, I, I rack time. Rob got up super early to go to the oh. Super Target uh, on the other side of town, and I got up not quite as early to go to the regular Target in our backyard. And um, it we were probably it was terrible weather here this morning. Terrible weather, freezing rain. Uh, very slick conditions. If we didn't have a target that I could get to by driving 20 miles an hour on very few roads, I probably would have passed. Um, but uh, we braved the elements. Uh, like I said, Racktime Rob was a much braver man than I. Uh, set out for the one on the other side of town. Came up empty on the other side of town. So I go to the one in our backyard. And there are five people in the store total. Like, it's just a couple of minutes after eight, so it, it hasn't been open long. Again, weather is terrible um, to where I'm doing the little scoot thing across the parking lot because that's how slick it is. Um, thankfully, I, I have the grace of, of a middle-aged Tanya Harding, so I can at least stay upright. Um, but... Um, <laughs> That's good because I recall young Tanya Harding being on her back a lot. Yeah, yeah, that did happen quite a bit. And, yeah. you know, both on the ice and off. Hey, oh! And, and <laughs> I'm a little, I think I'm a little thinner than she is now. So, anyways. <laughs> Anyhow, anywho. No, that's not true. That's cold. 
But so I we uh, we go to the the target and we um, uh, go back. There's nothing on the pegs. There is a, a roadblock, a wave one roadblock on the peg. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, for, that's the first figure I've seen in a month at all. So that mm -hmm. that by itself was at least well, at least there's something here. You know, hey, not, could have been worse. But um, uh, there's nothing. Uh, when I first got in, there were a bunch of uh, middle-aged guys, uh, scraggly-looking types that had big bags of toys that were heading the other way. I couldn't see what they had, but I didn't have high hopes. Uh, one, after seeing those guys, first thing after I got in the door, I, I was not feeling like it was going to be a good trip. Um, so anyways, uh, I, go, I go to the back. And um, it's it's me, and there's another guy there too, and I am playing dumb the whole way, right? Like I I'm looking at transformers, I'm doing this while this guy's going and and just freaking out because there's nothing on the pegs. Uh, in a very agitated fashion, he asks somebody, you know, if they know anything about new GI Joes, blah 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 blah. Doesn't have any kind of anything more. Target guy walks over to the aisle that we're in, points to the roadblock, and says, "That's what we have. Sorry." And and that's it, you know. And so frustrated guy, he wasn't being nasty, but he was definitely way too wired for this. He was way fired up. Um, that guy's on so, twenty twenty one. Yeah, he he was just a little. It was it was definitely a. Mm. Yeah, for so, eight a.m. on January first. Right. <laughs> right. And so I, I kind of walked around. I, I took a look at uh, some of the new, uh, the Kingdom Transformer stuff that was out. Mm. You know, I, I don't have a whole lot of interest in Beast Wars stuff, but it's neat to look at. Um, and so uh, about five minutes later, I go and find that same that same guy. And I have the DPCI for the Viper. That Say, hey, I got a number. Can you help me find something that it says you got in the back? And he gives me the same song and dance. I get to say, well, you know, no, everything we got, some guys came in and kind of took a bunch of our toys right out of the gate and, and so on and so forth. So I, you know, I, I thank him for his time. I move over. Uh, kind of, again, just kind of go through looking at the sales and stuff. And um, um, then just because they were there, I stopped somebody else and said, hey, I was looking for something, you know, I've got a, a DPCI. Can, can you tell me if you have any in the back? And so I give him the DPCI, he punches it in and said, yeah, we got some in the back. Now I had already sent off a text to, to Rob saying there's nothing here. You know, might as well head home because it was pretty rough outside at that particular time. I didn't want him driving all over town and stuff. And, um, and so I sent him another one. Check that. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what's left, but there's something here. Uh, so I, I go and he gives me the one. Here we go. You've, you've nice. Seen you knew I had one because it's in the the thumbnail to this video, um, and so there there it was, and that's the one. And then um, I went over to to purchase breakfast, which is a New Year's tradition. Um, the White Castle slider egg and cheese. It doesn't sound safe. Oh no, no, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It is it is the greatest fast food breakfast ever. Yeah, that again, 
you know, trademark Jim Cornette. That's like being the nicest guy in prison. Look, whatever, man. I, I have my New Year's traditions. I don't get it very often. Maybe once or twice a year, but always on New Year's Day. I think a you know, year. You know what? You know what? You know what the last year was that I missed it. You know what the year was that I missed having that on New Year's Day. Twenty twenty. That's uh, right. And what you, you saw did. what happened there. Look what you look did. What you right. If it's not if it's not me missing the slider egg and cheese, it's it's hooded Cobra Commander at his nineties year. I think three hundred and sixty five days is probably the appropriate amount of time to forget. The last experience and go, eh, maybe I'll get another one. Oh, no. I mean, they're delightful. They're delightful. I, tr I, I tell them to put on extra onions. Oh. Just delicious. Delicious. Oh. My stomach just gurgled like yeah. hearing you. And and not in a good way. No. It's, 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 a, it's a white castle. You remove the pickles and you put on an egg. That's all it is. Yeah, but. A regular White Castle is a little bit sketchy, isn't it? No. Yes. No. no. I, yeah. Look, look. In terms of what you can handle, fine. Whatever your mileage may vary, but sketchy, no. I was told because, you have you have to buy like three White Castle burgers to help forget about Burger One and Burger Two. I I, I won't I won't be party to this. Anyways, so rack time, Rob. Then. Follows up behind me, and and comes away with, oh yeah, with this guy at the same store. So we we could have both just gone to the store in our backyard and, and come away all right. And there he is with his with his kerchief okay. and his goggles and his big gun and his backpack that somehow stays on better than Beachheads does. And <laughs> you know. I, I do have to say, I was not terribly enthused about this guy coming when we just saw the pictures. Yeah. In hand, heck of a lot better. Okay. Heck of a lot better. Can we get a close-up of the terrible thighs, please? They're a little does, weird. Does he have long femurs? No, no, look look on the in. It's going to sound gross. Could I get a close-up of the inside of that guy's thigh, please? What I'd like to have right now is for all of you. Anyway, the way the look how the padding is on the outside of the thigh down to the cut. Right. And then from the inside of the thigh coming down from the cut. Yeah. So it feels like it was assembled backwards. That's not true. It wasn't assembled badly. And the original Viper has the padding on the inside and it stops up, you know, in that area. But to have okay. it stop right at the cut. We'll just, we'll just turn his legs inside out. It just. It, it's a bit of a, it, it's really, it's the one design issue I would have with this guy. It is really jarring visually on what is otherwise a pretty damn good figure. Yeah. So I'm not burying it, but it's hard not to see it. It, it takes it design wise. It takes us, takes us from an A to a B plus. Right. I, I think that's, that's fair. Now, right. when you were at White Castle, did you have to ask the guy, Hey, I, uh, I got a DCPI for some breakfast sandwiches here. I was wondering, I was like, Hey, I got yeah, a coupon for some slider egg and cheese. 
what's up with that? With extra onion. With extra, give me some extra onion on there. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure I can support you on that decision. You're wrong. It's I'm, like, glad that, I'm glad that you're comfortable with being wrong. It's like wrong. when your buddy shows you that his new uh, design for his upcoming face tattoo. And you're like... It's nothing like that. I know you put a lot of work into it, but... It's nothing like that. Look, for, for the record, if, if White Castles did to me what they did to, say, Joe Colton, um, I would have a problem with them. But they don't. They have no effect on I had five for the first time. That That's probably going in the deep end of the pool. I'll, and how, I'll, how'd that work out for you? Not well. And it wasn't my fault. So I was at a convention, and uh, do you know who Bob O'Reilly is? Star Trek, he's an actor. He was Martok. He's one of the Klingons. Sure. And he heard that I never had White Castle. So an assistant came over with a box, ran, and he's like, takes me by the hand, and he's running. So he is not a, um, a young man anymore. <laughs> so running with him, I'm like, oh, my God, please, please don't trip. And he comes over and he's like, this, you have to try this. And so You're I had about five of them with him. And the next day was not a good day. You're doing, you're doing five White Castles after a day where you've probably been sweating a bunch, dehydrated. Yeah, no, you were, you were not in a good situation there. No, you, you in fairness to, to the criticism of White Castle. That's not yes. the situation you want to be eating White Castle. Yeah. In fairness, I mean, isn't the chance of getting sick post-convention, any convention, about 50-50? Yeah. A lot of people. Right. A lot of con crud. A lot of people. I think uh, vitamins and stewies. You made fun of me for always going for the handshake, right? But that's because every other guy would run in for the great big hug. And I'm like, ah, it's kind of creepy. Yeah, I'll I'll be handshake guy. So now I'm I've graduated to hug guy, but I earn the hug because I'm a friend. Yes. Not because I happen to be at the same convention as you. Right. Now I high five people or like fist bump. Actually, right now you do the elbow thing, right? Like, yeah. Right now she stays home. I stay right. home. But right. if I have to see people, I will do the tap. That works. It's kind of the hockey cool uh, hockey stick on the shin pads thing, right? right. Like, what's up, brother? Yeah. All right. So, Joe Colton, your yeah. your tales from the hunt. What happened? I so I just it, it I did not feel good this morning. White cat. Okay. But it's okay. I also brother. It doesn't. That's your brother. It doesn't count. Doesn't matter. He's an East Coaster. I like that there was, and this is indicative of nothing. I like that there was sympathetic pregnancy pains this morning. That Joe felt sick, but Mike was the one who had White Castle with extra onions for breakfast. <laughs> oh, delightful! I mean, it's two of them, so it's not like I'm going crazy. You have to you have to be a human being. It's just saying I had White Castle doesn't mean that I sat down with a box of thirty of them. There was two. I suppose two. We should do like a competition next time when we 
Can <laughs> White Castle competition? Sure. Yeah. I was thinking a drink along. That way you guys could do the show without me after about minute 10. <laughs> I don't know. Like, well, uh, well, here. <laughs> and I'm just going to guess by about uh, uh, minute 35, it'll be like, welcome to the Joe Colton show. I'm your host. Yeah, it would. Um, I don't know. Joe does does combine being a, an occasional party drinker with being a complete lightweight. So, position oh, combo. I mean, it's it's shots fired. <laughs> January. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there there you go. If you're having an eating contest, uh, my money is also on Debeche. Yes. That uh, man, uh, we you, I've I've posted in the past. It's on Gary Godso's uh, YouTube channel, but he has all of D's eating contest exploits from Joe Cons and other shows posted to his personal. Uh, so I encourage everybody to to look those up on Gary's Gary's uh, YouTube channel. I believe it's Chief G fifty one fifty. And we would be remiss not to shout out Gray Childs, the master of Jokon hydration. Yes. It was his birthday recently. That's right. That's right. Uh, I, wasn't it the day before Mark Weber Day? Ooh, that's Mike Weber Day, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mom, by the way. But okay. Well, you just got to dial oh, back to... What's nine months before Christmas? St. Patrick's Day. So but there you go. Because I harassed my mom a couple of Christmases in a row about my terrible birthday, birth date. And I threw out another innocuous one like, can't wait to, uh, I think I didn't time that well. Kind of like mom. And she just exploded. You were born a month early. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> there, coaches. Like, what? If I hadn't, if I hadn't forced that issue on some point when I was negative a day old, <laughs> I would have had one less Christmas in my life, right? So there you go. There you go. At the end, whenever that is for all of us, if I told you you could have one more Christmas, wouldn't you take it? It's weird that you took it at the beginning, but whatever. Yeah, I think I, I, mean, got I guess you take it where you can. I got shit for presents that first one. I'll tell you. Yeah. Yeah. Inconsiderate bastards, but okay, fine. <laughs> Didn't even give me like the birthday Christmas combo present that would become the stable. <laughs> so that's our tales from the hunt. Doo -doo -doo. Oh, wait. <laughs> Fail. Our tales from the hunt, yes. And that brings <laughs> us to our, our next segment, which we will uh, hopefully make very quick because, wow, we're running long. Uh, yeah. We do want to recognize the best of G.I. Joe in 2020. And these, just to, to focus, the, these are not compiled with any kind of science. There is no, no, no actual value to any of this. This is just the three of us blabbing about what we like the best in 2020 from G.I. Joe. Because as, as cruddy a year as 2020 was for the world in general, uh, 
it was a good year for Joe. Joe Joe came back uh, wow. in force. You know, we had uh, uh, Paul Aller's series started in late 2019, and and after the pandemic really hit its stride this year. Uh, we got the classified line. We got the, the retro packaging line. We, we've got all kinds of, of great new stuff. We should have had a movie. But, <laughs> you know, that, that got pushed back because it's, it's they're going to recognize the, the efforts of Mark Weber for the, the history of G.I. Joe and push it back just, just one time for Webb. <laughs> so, What's important is you're not bitter. Toby. <laughs> I love it. Now I got other people taking my lines. I like it. Anyways, I've already given her plug the damn show. Now she's going to take that one too. But uh, the the first one we wanted to hand out was the best GI Joe classified figure design. And so with with his choice first, the Honcho Mark Weber. I get to I get to steal the the runaway winner then, right? Go ahead, Baroness. The Baroness is perfect. And what I like best about her is you can tell by how they, on the artwork, there was it was a bit of a, not a spoiler, but a tease about what her hair color was going to look like. Because you couldn't quite tell if that was muzzle flare or what. But I was scared to death she was going to have purple highlights in her hair. And that's what she had, if by highlights you mean we'll color the bottom half purple in the video game, in Operation Blackout. So somewhere along the way, somebody whose name will remain uh, anonymous to protect uh, not the guilty, but the MVP of the year, somebody said, you know what? No, we're not painting her hair purple. If the game's a runaway hit and that's her new look and everyone loves it, we can come back with that later. But the Baroness is jet black head to toe. Once you've delivered that, although it'd be better if people could actually buy it red, uh, readily, um, you can do whatever you want later on with repaints and different styling. But the Baroness is absolutely perfect. And one of the reasons why, I think, is it's always been hard to replicate her glasses on a three and quarter inch figure. I think the some of the original Rise of Cobra stuff actually hit it pretty good because they got the wraparound shades. But trying to do actual frames is hard. And it's a huge part of her look, right? Mm -hmm. Baroness is evil, eh, sexy librarian. And the glasses are a big part of that. And this was the best Baroness figure ever, I think. No offense to the original and Ron Rudat's, you know, tremendous work on that, but it's the best Baroness figure ever. And so to take a six inch line and make a figure in it, that is the best version of that figure ever. That's high praise, I think. And I'm, I'm a huge fan of it. And that it also delivered a little bit of vehicle play. Uh oh, into the classified series. <laughs> I either stole her thunder <laughs> you know what? We, we we can never get away from a team stream without you know Joe Bolton exploding. Yeah, you know oh. what? I've been repulsing women for 30 years. Nothing <laughs> new. So. <laughs> so there you go. Long story, long barren oh. runaway winner in my book. Oh, Joe Colton. What's the best G.I. Joe classified figure? 
Um, I was going to say the Baroness. I have to add on to Mark, uh, Mark's thing about her glasses, the upgrade that they did with the details of the, the Cobras on the edges. Nice touch. Yeah. Not obscured by chains and belts and stuff. Right. Nice, nice touch. It's a great point on the glasses because it shows you don't have to give us the straight version one at six inches, right? There yeah. is room to be creative. You can improve and yeah. still honor the original version, which is what a lot of people are looking for. And in a classy way. So it's not like in your face, like all of a sudden they got so creative. She has purple hair or a mohawk or some like craziness. Yeah, like the idea that the Baroness would have, you know, I'm sure real gold cobra mm -hmm. edges on her frames, she would do that. Yeah. She absolutely would do that. The idea that she would have streaks of purple colored into her hair, mm -hmm. absolutely not. Why? Why would she do that, right? If Destro told her that was a good idea, she'd it's tell not her. not like a 24-year-old if, if Destro, Destro told her it was a good idea, she'd take a four iron and whack him in his chrome head. That's it, right? So, yeah. Outstanding. Uh, speaking of Destro, he gets my pick. He gets my vote. Um, Baroness would be a close second. But I, I just, I love Destro. He is, and I have to say, Destro completely changed how I thought about this line. I was thinking we were going to get something weird some science fiction-y type of G.I. Joe, maybe something we hadn't seen before that I would be cherry-picking. And, um, you know, maybe I'd be into it a little, but I'd, I'd get my favorites, and that would probably be it. And Destro changed all that. Because uh, Destro showed that you can take a version one design and improve it and make it something different, make it something worth buying again in a different mm -hmm. scale. Um and just make it awesome. Just everything about that Destro. Lots of great details uh, from the, the the wrist rocket thing. I mean, obviously the the rockets don't come off, but you finally get a good look at what he's got going on on his gauntlets. Uh, he's got the case and and uh, with the the pistol inside, and he's got the Star Wars blaster looking future gun in it that he carries around. Great figure, and being in Wave One the way it was really set the tone. For what we've seen after that, because if you if you look at what came after Destro, uh, that first wave of Cobra Island was Beachhead looking a lot like his version one, Baroness looking a lot like her version one, Cobra Soldier looking a lot like version one. So it, it changed it up from some of the more out there designs we saw in wave one, like like say Scarlet and Roadblock, who look good. I don't want to take away; they don't look they're not bad figures, but they're very much a departure from what we think of those characters as being. Uh, and I think Destro kind of reset everything as far as uh, what we expect from this line, from the, the characters that get represented in this line. Uh, second piece, uh, we're going to stay with toys. We're going for the best element of the retro packaging line. And that could be figure or vehicle. Um, just your, the best toy, the best single item from the retro packaging line. And we'll go back to the honcho, Mark Weber. I mean, mine's 
I think I said it from the, the moment we first saw it, the Hiss driver with that Hiss tank is such a massive improvement over the Hiss driver that they've put out before in the 25th or 50th anniversary styling. And, you know, I haven't dusted off the brutal chest cut in a long time, but there, there really hasn't been more brutal chest cuts than those poor early 25th guys, the Hiss mm -hmm. tank driver, flash or grand slam tripwire the tripwire the guys where they actually have some kind of armor or chest piece that they couldn't hide the seam in so they just cut straight across it it was just it was one of one of my enduring sadnesses is that i never got to fix that i really 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 wanted to get an updated flash that would have a secondary vest to go over the cut. I was never going to fight and get those cuts taken away because the molds existed and they weren't going to spend that kind of money to go uh, backwards from mm -hmm. perspective. But they had already started putting lots of secondary pieces over the cut. And I wanted to do that for Flash because I could turn it into Grand Slam. I could turn it into a Silver Pads Grand Slam for a uh, uh, an exclusive somewhere. And, I was always mad I didn't get to do that. And they fixed that on this Hiss driver. So he's amazing. And $15 is, or $13 or $12.99, whatever. It's pushing it a little bit for a four-inch figure, I think. But by comparison, to get a good figure with a vehicle for $20 is a good vehicle. It's a vehicle that you would want to buy. Right. And one and both of them. And there aren't that many vehicles uh, with tooling, existing tooling to pick from because they are not going to tool a new vehicle for the retro line. So the fact that they picked two iconic oh. ones that everybody likes that you could reasonably troop build on a vehicle level. I, I think it was all good decisions there. But the best part was not just reissuing that disappointing Hiss driver giving us a new version that is far superior. And, you know, it's the same way I said about the Baroness, the best his driver ever made is the one they put out in that retro line. Very, very impressed. Joe Colton, what do you think? I would have to agree only because I don't like the retro line. That's the only thing like that was impressive. I don't know. I just, I, I didn't I, like the retro line. Retro line. I'm with you. I, 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 there's not a whole lot there that I'm thrilled about either. I'm actually going to, I'll deviate again, if only to give it a, a kind of a, an honorable mention. Uh, but they did the same thing with Crankcase. They, they put together a decent Crankcase figure. Only the, the difference between Crankcase and the Hiss Driver is, one, still kind of a brutal chest cut. Yeah. Two, nobody's clamoring for new Crankcase. No. You know, it's just whatever. But but they did a good job with them. They did a better job on Crankcase here than they did in the 25th line, so I will recognize that. He's uh, big in Elwood, Indiana. Just right. saying. He's huge but in Elwood, Indiana. There are so many more figures they could have got done before him. I, yeah. I agree. I agree. But, you know, they it's, it's the retro packaging line. Yeah. They wanted to keep the retro driver with the vehicle. So, okay. All right. I could see him getting an edge because of the red hair, but we don't know that the Hiss driver is not a redhead. Mm -hmm. I'm sure several of them are. Some of them are the better ones. Probably. Probably, right? probably the really good ones. ones. Yeah. Besides the ones that are just delightfully swarthy. They might, that they might put redheads 
in the Hiss Driver program because they're covered head to toe and won't burn. <laughs> they won't burn. And they're under a canopy. Redheads over here. Hiss <laughs> Driver. Oh. You know but, what? Yeah, so honorable honorable mention to Crankcase. The new Viper might be a redhead because they gave him a scarf, right, to cover up the neck. Otherwise, just burned to a crisp, man. Absolutely. Not enough gear. We need to get to cover up that neck. <laughs> but, um, third would be, what is the best issue of any G.I. Joe comic in 2020? Oh, uh, while Joe Colton starts to think about this, Mark Weber, what do you think? No, let, let Joe go first, because I've been cherry-picking the, the obvious winner. <laughs> I would say from the newest line, was it issue was it six or seven, where they discuss PTSD. Yeah. That got me good. I believe that's seven, yeah. Seven, seven. yeah. That issue just, whoo. Yeah, and and I'll say this again for the folks who are watching live and for the folks who are catching this later. If you are not reading Paul Aller's G.I. Joe, you are missing yes. a great book. Not the best G.I. Joe book. One of the five or six best comic books out there right now, period. Mm -hmm. Okay? Not yeah. just best toy books, not best G.I. Joe books. One of the best books Full stop. You need to get yeah. on the horse with Paul Aller's G.I. Joe. Okay. So yes, the the, the Scarlet the Scarlet issue in, in issue seven there where she deals with with uh, PTSD and, and we get to flesh out Duke's character a little bit posthumously. Just yep. just beautiful. And and he was on the show with us, went into great mm -hmm. detail the amount of research that went into that. Yep. Uh, it felt you know, I, obviously, I have never been in a situation like that before, uh, but it felt very real. It felt very organic, uh, and just, just absolutely. So, I, I'm glad that he gets to hang his hat on that for the rest mm -hmm. of his career. Yeah, uh, because it is, it is a a fantastic issue of a great book. Well, and there was no higher praise than you saw a lot of veterans online mm -hmm. comment yeah. about. How if if they hadn't experienced it, they knew they had brothers and sisters who did, mm -hmm. and how much it meant to them. Not only that he tackled it, but with the kind of insight and respect that he gave it, and not not recognizing that this is an important issue and I want to write about it, but that this is an important issue and I need to learn more to make sure I'm honoring the overall issue correctly. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean. No argument. Like, it's one of, it's got to be something. We we talked to him when it was, you know, out and new. Yeah. But I, I hope, I, and he may not even talk about it, but, I mean, he created one of the three or four most unforgettable issues mm -hmm. of a comic book series that's had over 400 issues printed, right? Like, it's, it's mm -hmm. on the Mount Rushmore of G.I. Joe comics, just for, not just importance, but quality, right? Just so good. So, yeah. Well, well done, Paul. Yes. Uh, I'll give honorable mention to issue number five, where we got to see the Dreadnoughts for the first time. Oh, yeah. A very different mm -hmm. take on the Dreadnoughts, and I felt it was a high point of the series to that point. Um, 
where you know the the yeah. dreadnoughts were were treated not just with respect but with an honorability that we hadn't seen before. Like the dreadnoughts were always either they're always either very violent and dangerous or they're comic relief, and there's nothing in between. They're not mm -hmm. really great fleshed out characters, and he managed to do that with with Zartan and his bunch in the space of twenty pages, and and just an excellent job there too. Uh, and bonus points because it all took place in Indianapolis. Right. And he deserves credit for fleshing out Duke in issue number one. <laughs> I, I think he just... Uh, yeah, I did that. might have a heart attack. <laughs> I, I don't know if he fleshed out Duke so much as he outfleshed Duke. Spoiler. <laughs> Guess what? I just checked and heard Duke's not going to be A-OK. -okay. No, no, he is not. He is not going to make it. He is okay. not in a coma. I bet when Major Blood cocked that pistol, Duke was rooting in his head for it. Let's go. Spear to the heart. Spear to the heart. Right here. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, Diana's telling us not, not funny, funny guys. guys but no, it's actually, it's actually pretty funny. <laughs> Too soon. Too soon. I put it here. Pretty, look, look, I, I had to watch Flash die back at Devil's Due, man. I wasn't real I happy about, about that. Flash. I like Flash. Flash yeah, he, he, was he, he, he was my guy for five years. Yeah. Hey, uh, funny little side story. When Grand Slam got shot in the disappointing uh, run, uh -huh. that was supposed to be Flash. They were going to shoot Flash. And I made, him, made him change it. Yep. I said, shoot for the best. Grand Slam's got nothing to do. Give him some. Give him some time. Grand Slam, I think, holds the record for Joe, who has been shot the most in GI Joe comics. And I kept that streak going, baby. Uh, and yet, you added a big one to that. That was a. Yep. And I had him. I had him make his uh, his wheelchair. I get the uh, puffy orange for him to lean against from his chest protector, which ironically didn't protect him. No. So. No, it did not. That was that was my favorite bit of that run, which was which you know ran aground kind of spectacularly, but the idea of the angst of rock and roll having yeah. shot his teammate in self defense or what he thought, right? That kind of percolating uh, tension where Grand Slam understood, and Grand Slam was just as close to shooting rock and roll. Yeah, it, it could have just as easily gone the other way. Right, and he knows that, and yet he'll never be able to forgive this guy who he served beside for 20 years. I thought there was a lot there, and they just kind of scratched the surface on it before it yeah. ran aground. Yeah, it, 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 was, it was certainly the best part of what was otherwise a, a very forgettable portion of yeah. G.I. Joe comic history. Anyhow. Yeah. Um, so our... You guys, so I've gone ahead. I've given three categories. Mark Weber, do you have a category you want to add to the best yeah. of 2020? Yeah. Best co-host addition to What's on Joe Mind. The, the nominees are. Well, I mean, Racktime Rob was technically last oh, year. He was already here, wasn't he? Yeah, he was, he was technically last year. Disqualified. Plus, yeah. good. I mean, what rhymes with hepatism? I mean, come on, dude. <laughs> Bepotism, right? So I'm going to say, uh, you love your brother, which is why you sent him across the town in freezing conditions. Look, he went on his own, man. I was in bed when he went when he went across town to die for no vipers. 
You killed him almost. I didn't do nothing. I didn't make him do nothing. He was he he was strolling out the door. I was in I was in bed. Right. I was like, I'm gonna go to the one two feet that way, and that's all I'm gonna do. He can he, he, he's a big boy. He can he figures out that stuff on his own. Ironically, your target is significantly more dangerous because of its proximity to White Castle. So right across the right across the highway. There is that. So yeah, I, I would say uh, best new what's on Joe Mind co-host probably me. I'm gonna Phil Donnelly. Mind. Phil Donnelly gets the, the the nod. Phil Donnelly gets the award. Phil Donnelly. Let's give it up for Phil Donnelly. Come on. Well, I guess in the full time division, we'll, we'll go with the honcho mark. Full time. There we go. Give it, give it. It's on you. Come on. Yeah, I put up so, with you guys every week, and other people once in a while. Most most weeks. Yeah, one guy I don't put up with at all. <laughs> well, that that would be Phil Donnelly because he was here the week right? that you weren't. So Broke my major blood. And I don't want I don't want to take away from the other the other guest hosts we've had. Our our other guest our guest hosts, I think they've all been outstanding. Yeah. I, I appreciate all of their contributions. I don't want to make it sound no, like we're favoring no. Phil. Just I know Phil is in the chat, so I'm 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 harassing him deliberately. There are plenty <laughs> of co-hosts that commit to a weekly schedule that have them share a heartbeat. So I appreciate you guys being a little too busy for it. Phil never makes dead duke jokes. That is incorrect. He just never made them on the show. That is Free not show. correct. Free He's show. A nice guy. Why are you putting him in hot water? That's because 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 I love him. That's why. Joe Colton, do you have yeah. a category that you would like to add to the best of 2020? Uh, best item you bought, not delivered, because USPS, this year. Any, any, any item, like toy-wise, best prop toy that you have bought in 2020. Okay. Mark, you go ahead. Uh, I have one that I haven't shown off yet because it's hard to assemble above <laughs> where my camera shoots, right? Not that it isn't cool to have a bunch of big toys right behind you to prove that you're a toy guy or gal because that's important. Uh, not committed enough. When I land a new job, uh, I usually celebrate by buying something I don't, I don't have, something significant that I can go, oh, yeah, that's the whatever. And soon after I landed the RMS job, uh, past tense, uh, I was able to locate a, uh, shoot, I'm blanking on the, oh, a Defiant. Never owned the Defiant. Oh, wow. And I picked that up this year. I just haven't had a chance to show it off yet. So Yeah, that, that, that's not something you could live, lift over your head under any circumstances. It's, very in, it's in really good condition. Like, it, to me, if you, if you don't have one, there's almost no point in buying one that's 80%, right? Because right. that extra 20% you're missing is going to cost you the 80% you just spent. So I've got a really nice one, of course, up on blocks in the basement. So there's no weight on the axles. And I haven't even truly dove into it. I went through all the pieces. I uh, was able to pick it up quasi-locally up in New Hampshire. Uh so that okay. bit, that, that Friday after work, where I drove north from Woburn and picked it up and examined it, and it was gorgeous, and paid for it, and put it in the back seat. 
that was really something because it, it is one of the Joe Grails for almost everybody. And it's one I never, ever had. Never. Not as a kid. Knew it was way too expensive to even plan for or hope for. So that's mine. Yeah. The Defiant. I mean, what, you guys in New England, it, everything is two hours away from everything else, right? Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, yeah. but I'm driving to New Hampshire, whatever. I grew up in, in uh, the middle of work. Everything's five hours away, right? Or Phoenix. Mm -hmm. You're five hours from San Diego, six from LA, and five and a half from Vegas. So I've done worse. So anyway, long story long, defiant. I, I will show it off at some point. All right. Mike? Mm, this was not a year of big purchases. Um, no, but... So I'm going to say you, just like, just from a, a tugging the heartstrings standpoint, okay. I'm, I'm glad this guy showed up. Yeah. Aww. And he is immortalized in six-inch plastic early on, as he should be, as he is an important character in the G.I. Joe mythos. Certainly and much more so than wankers like Mercer. <laughs> and backstory... I managed to find two of those, which is bizarre, and one with each of the eye colors. Right. So know that uh, Mike is Beachhead fan number one. I said, yo, man, I'll send you one, and you can pick the eye color. I think I picked, I picked brown. This is the, that, That's the one. The one that you I sent think, is the one that's open. Yeah. I, I actually found him later, and I believe I have – yeah, he's brown-eyed. So I've got, I do have a blue-eyed one in the package. That I found at at the Target store. That's two feet uh -huh. over there. Are they so, technically part of Beach Party '86, or are they separate? No, Beach Party '86 is strictly '86 Beachhead. So this is Beach Party Double O, Double O Beachhead. Yeah. He, he's he's Beach Party Twenty. Or do we want Beach Party Twenty Twenty? I don't think we want to put Twenty Twenty on anything. No. Like I I I I. I no. I'm having misgivings about ever getting LASIK surgery because I don't want my vision to ever be 2020. It is kind of ironic that they didn't come out with airtight or a toxoviper or something this year. Anyway, yeah. Joe Colton, you, it's your category. What'd you pick? Um, it's a. It was a recent purchase. It. Um, I got the child from the Mandalorian from Sideshow Collectibles, and that was like. One of the bigger purchases, but also like he's life size. Oh, dude. How tall is he? Uh, he comes up to my almost my knee. So okay. he's about right. So this this man mandalemon, what what is this? I don't know what this is. Yeah, it's a mandalemon. Don Lemon in It's a good show. No, that, that Mandalorian's I do fantastic. Watch Don, Don Lemon show. Uh, I enjoyed. I think I enjoyed the first season more than I liked this past season. But I think I'm in the minority there. No, yeah. I agree. totally agree. Really? Yeah, yeah. Like, it, like this second season, it was really good. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, it almost felt like we had eight backdoor pilots for other shows. Yeah, yeah. So it was like, eh. I think part of what I liked about the first season was you're dealing in the Star Wars universe and you're not coming across the same eight or nine people. Yeah. Yeah. With that all the movies center around. So I, I kind of like that we were going off into parts unknown and exploring mm -hmm. some of the more remote or underdeveloped uh, aspects of the Star Wars universe. So I, I was, 
like it was cool to see all that stuff come back in season two, but at the same time, it, it took away a little bit of what made the Mandalorian special. Yeah. Well, Just how, how often, as card carrying nerds, does one of your favorite established franchises come out with something new, a series or a movie, and mm -hmm. you go, oh God, I hope it's good, right? And you're almost always disappointed, right? Yep. It hardly ever captures the magic of the original. And Star Wars fans have been kind of, you know, getting, mm -hmm. used to, getting used to that. Other than Rogue One, which I absolutely adore. It's a nice but, war movie. Right? Absolutely. And But with Mandalorian, everybody went into it saying, I really hope this is good. And it was better than they even yeah. hoped. Yeah. It was great. That's, that's not their fault, and they shouldn't be chastised for it. But we all went into season two going, hell yeah, this mm -hmm. is going to be great because it always is. And that's yeah. different expectation. But I agree with Mike. I kind of like the, the seedy outskirts, right? The outer rim mm -hmm. part of it. And it also felt early on a lot like Quest of the Week, right? Like, well, yeah. I'll take that. Your Shows have a formula, so I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. Like if, if you're not, you don't necessarily need to reinvent plot every week in order to tell me an entertaining story if you work in that plot well. But I mean, really, I'm splitting hairs because Mandalorian season one, I'm giving it an A, yeah. and Mandalorian season two, I'm giving it an A minus. Like that's what we're dealing with. Here. And I don't want to make it sound like I'm down on the Mandalorian or anything. Not to make this the Star Wars podcast, but as and I think we're far enough away from it that we can be spoilery. Yeah. A lifelong well, turn it down if you haven't watched the end of season two. Yeah, stay away. Number one, Luke. hands are up for the spoilers. Right, Luke was always my favorite, and what I always wanted was a scene of him whipping ass as a Jedi master, and I never got it. And he was treated so differently in seven, eight, nine right. that when they gave it to me in Mandalorian, good, pretty so, satisfying. I don't yeah. need any more Luke ever because they gave me the mission keys. I don't think we'll get him piece. ever now. And that's fine. I don't need yeah. any, right? I'm, mm -hmm. I would also be scared if they did more because now I'm good, right? The circle is complete. Yeah. 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 And especially after we got Vader in Rogue One with his yeah. four minutes of absolute yeah. carnage. I mean, greatest single scene perhaps in Star Wars history. Is at the end of Rogue One, right? Yeah. And um, it was nice to have one of those for for our other favorite character. Mm -hmm. Yep. And for and well, and for Hamill too. Hi, Hooded Cobra Commander Seven Eighty Eight. Because he himself said was pretty vocal about how disappointed he was in the the end of Luke's story in Seven Eight Nine that he got to come back and do it himself and feel better about. You know the character. If that is the last time we see him, it was Hamill, and it was uh, something that he was really proud of. So, super happy about that. Very nice. Very nice. And so, la last question: Our best of 2020 roundup. Just your personal best moment of the year, 2020. Mm. That's a tough one. Uh, is it Joe Colton? I think you should have the easy one here. Why don't you go ahead and get started? I think I, that's like a cop out, isn't it? I guess. No, we're we're giving oh. you the no. no. All right, take, take the layup, Joe Colton. If you I would say my wedding. Oh. I didn't want to cheat. Poor Wes, dipping his 
dipping his sea nugs in a barbecue sauce full of tears. Mark right there is showing off his his uh, exclusive Joe Colton wedding picture, which we got from <laughs> our online feed. It we was were, a beautiful ceremony. I laughed. I cried. I may have caught a nap. Yeah. You got you got dunked on by Wes's mom. Yep. Yep. Right. So, look, man, when I lean back, it looks like I'm gone, right? Like, argh. It's the Marco lounger, man. You got to take advantage of that. That's what I'm talking about. Gorgeous red hair. Right? It's pretty much my best look. Like, look at that. Yeah. Yeah, like he he was leaned back, and and him and me are sending texts back and forth. Yeah, and um, and uh, yeah. So then then when it came back on and said, "Oh yeah, the feed was busted," you know, it's over and you missed it. Wes's mom was like, "Somebody wake up, Mark!" Right, just gut shot. It was great. Uh, oh boy. <laughs> but so that's why Wes's mom is awesome. Yep, because she she dunked on the honcho. Yeah, it's fine. but yeah, you're you're allowed to take the easy ones, Joe. All right, that, that's okay. That was, but that that's kind of a category for you to give that answer. Okay, we're kind of setting you up to brag about that sort of thing. So again, congratulations one more Thank time. You. That's we right. We love you, and we're proud of you. Thank you. Yeah. See, Thank we're you. nice to her sometimes. Yeah. Plus, we get Wes like legally in the family now. Yes, okay. and mm -hmm. Wes. So yeah, he yeah, is on our, he is like, on our rotation. Like, yeah, you can't leave. Right. He is on our short short list of potential guest hosts. Yeah. Despite not being a GI Joe guy. No. He's not the bottom of the list. <laughs> oh dear God. <laughs> Mark Weber, how about your 2020? Uh you know, uh I'll keep this short and brief because it's polarizing, but I was, I am not a political person. Really, I'm not. Not terribly interested. But I was not a fan or supporter of our current soon-to-be former president. And I went to bed thinking there were four more years of this. And that was going to be really hard for me to deal with. And so uh, I, I am optimistic about where the nation is heading under new leadership. And not because I'm a diehard liberal, which I've been accused of. Uh, I just believe we're uh, headed for better times with better leadership. So that was big for me because I went to bed really depressed that night. And then the next day I watched the numbers start to roll back in and, you know, I swerved myself. But that was a good day. And 2020 was a long year for everybody. Mm -hmm. and, and, and I didn't have it that hard, truly, compared to what a lot of people have had to go through. But it was still a long year for everybody. And so that, to me, that stands out, stands out as the shining uh, high point for me this year. Because I didn't get married uh, this year. Not this year, anyway. Not this year, no. If I got married this year, I, yeah, I would go with the wedding. But for me, it was it was a sign for me uh, of hope and optimism that things were going to start getting better um, soon. So that was my high point for 2020. Good deal. Good deal. Mine uh, is kind of, it's a good moment in the face of a mountain of adversity, but I, I got to come home. Mm -hmm. That's good. After uh, being gone for a while and not making a particularly great run of it. Um, 
because 2019, let's, I'll be honest, uh, you know, without getting too far into the details, 2019 was not a good year. So to, to get doubled up by, by 2020, which was similarly not a good year, but potentially a better year than 2019 was. Um, but yeah, I mean, full disclosure, I lost three jobs and a lease in 2020. Um, so it, it was rough going. Um, I even wore, I didn't shave today to make it look more haggard. Right. It looked more run down. To, Man to really bring it. I just, I didn't shave today because I was lazy. That's what I got up really early to, to look for a Viper at one store. And then I went back to bed. That's why I didn't shave today. <laughs> you got up not as early as Rack Time Rob. Correct. Not, not as, he had me so beat by, early. he had me beat by a good hour and some. Oh my um, God. Yeah. Well, again, the, he went to Super Target on the other side of town, which opened exactly. at seven o'clock. Whereas I went to Target two feet away, which opened at eight o'clock. Uh huh. So, yeah, there you go. that's the difference. You guys weren't watching the ball drop then last night, I imagine. No, we did. Wow. We did. But, I mean, Rob's a teacher. He has nowhere to be today. He went, he came, we came home, he went back to bed. I came home and went back to bed. I didn't have to be at work until like two in the afternoon. So, good, done. We we, we still got enough in the tank to do the the little little short short shifts there. Okay. So, I got to give you credit though for working with those two onion biscuits in your belly. Like, onion biscuits. They're slider egg and cheese sandwiches. You're not you're not helping yourself there. Didn't make it sound better. It's a White Castle cheeseburger with an egg on it. It's delightful. Okay. Okay. You don't know. You've never had one. You don't know. I don't. I'm not a big egg guy. I could do without. Well, see that. That fair enough. Fair enough. I. I on the other. I am a huge egg person. I. I, I could eat eggs every day of my life. With onions. With onions. On a burger. At eight thirty in the morning. The reason there the hamburger sandwich exists is because way back in the 1800s, uh, we were looking for a new way to consume eggs. The, ver the reason the hamburger exists is as a means to put an egg so that we could eat breakfast hand-free, hands-utensil-free. Oh. It was just popular enough that it got on and became a dinner thing more, more than anything else. Do you know why they're called sliders? Oh, yeah. Because they just slide in and slide out. That's, well, yes, but <laughs> it was a Navy term because when they when they would cook them on the ships, they were small because they wanted to make a bunch of them fill up the grill. And when the boat would actually dip left or right, they would slide along the grill. So the Navy, I, the Navy guys called them sliders. There you go. There you go. And they, they do at White Castle, they do use that big stainless steel grill, so it makes sense. Yeah. But anyways, Rob, Rob uh, is correcting my assessment from earlier. Oh. Uh, the correct phrase is, he's a teacher, he doesn't get much sleep. Anyway, fair. Except mm -hmm. May to September. Just saying. Hey oh, shots fired. No. Honestly. So that is the What's on Joe Mind 2020 year in review. Uh, by all means, if you have any content you'd like to add to that go ahead throw some comments down there uh, and if you're interesting enough we will address those on later episodes there there you go 
So yeah, we, we need you guys to continue to be in this. Yes. We need you we need you to interact with the with, with our, our movies and our films and our our videos because that's what gets us into the rotations of, of folks who are looking for G.I. Joe content on YouTube. So please, please just comment away if you think of something that, that uh, and this is more for the folks who are watching this not live. Uh, right. You know, if, if something that comes along, by all means, jump in the conversation. We will come back and get you later if, if you have a, a real good question. If it's G.I. Joey or Star Wars or pro wrestling, you know, we're, we're good. <laughs> Not so much robots, but... Yeah, we do some robots. Joe doesn't. Yeah, we don't listen to Joe anyway. No. Joe, what are your thoughts on R2-D2? He's a robot. He's cute. Hey, so He's, He's a robot. He's also he's the foul-mouthed sailor of the Star Wars franchise. You gotta love that yeah. guy. Yeah, you could you could subtitle the hell out of R two D two. So, anyways, that brings us to the plug the damn show movement. Uh, we are moving right along. We do have to thank you guys. I know I've I've just been harping on on interacting, uh, but as far as subscribers go, in the space of about maybe four or five weeks, since as long as we've been doing this. Uh, the drive to get to 500, the drive for five, if you will. Um, we have increased from about 200 to 320 odd. I'm going to get the exact count as of right this minute. 324 is the number as of right this second. Yay. So excellent job to everybody who has gone out and spread the word. We have to ask that you continue to do so. Uh, like, subscribe, share our videos on your social media. If you got a Twitter account, Facebook account, just, you know, hey, this is what I do on Friday nights. Link. Here we go. And because uh, uh, once, once we get to 500, we're going to give some stuff away. Like? We're sponsored by Cobra Toys. Hold on. It's, uh, it's Cobra Commander and it's Gung Ho from Wave mm -hmm. 2 of G.I. Joe Classified. Um, so awesome job. Thank you, Kokomo Toys. Uh, we do have more stuff from Kokomo Toys for when we hit a thousand. So keep it rolling. We have, we, we got a plan here. Uh, we will be hoping to, to get some more pre-recorded content, some shorter content so we can do some quick hit stuff, uh, in the very near future. Obviously there's been a lot going on these last few months of, of 2020, but now with the new year and, you know, Mark's schedule got a lot freer. It sure so. did. Got a lot of time. Got a lot of time. And Joe's about, oh, I don't know, 19 days away from being super excited and more energized on a daily basis. So that's so good. So, What's the uh, count? You got to count weekends? Um, I don't. I don't count weekends. So? Well, I do, I do and I don't. It depends on the work week. But right now, it's like 18 days. So good. Well, technically, it's only 20 days overall. So, Yeah. So good. Anyways. Uh, so, yes, thank our friends at Kokomo Toys. Make sure you go to Amazon Prime uh, and, and check out their episode of, of uh, what's that show? Shoot, I had it written down and I've lost it. I can't find it in my notes. 
the toy stores that made us. Thank you. Was so, that in? I don't know. I made it up. Whatever. I'm riffing. Weber, you and your riffing. It's not that hard to find, right? Just go, go get it. Right, R rack time, Rob. Get on that. Yeah, you're there in the peanut gallery. Oli, Oli the Rock Anderson. Is it should it be Oli or Lex, or or Barry, Barry Wyndham? Barry, we should go with Barry. Or, I don't, I don't or the the cursed Chris Benoit. Because Oli kind of sucked, right? So maybe Wyndham, maybe Barry, because Barry was awesome. He was awesome. He he was one of those guys, one of the best to never have the big talent, the big belt, right? Uh, a toy store near you. That's the name of the show. That's it. Uh, Kokomo Toys, their episode in season two is number four. Uh, so be sure you head over there and check that out. Apparently, there is a post-credits scene. So even if you've gone and seen it, fast forward to the end. Don't let it just uh, autoplay into the next episode. Fast forward to the end and catch the post-credits scene mm -hmm. in the Kokomo Toys episode of a toy store near you. I heard it was just a sock hanging in front of the camera. Well, you know, if the, sock, if the socks are rocking, don't come and knock it. No, it was a post sock. You think you got the answers? We've changed the question. We're going way long this week, but that just that brings us to what we got in, and it's a Christmas episode. So clearly. There's going to be stuff that everybody's got in. Oh. Mark Weber, what'd you get in? Well, man, I had a happy honcho day, right? Plus, yes. Christmas, so. I mean, besides, besides this, of course, what'd you get right? in? El Wapo. Would you say that I had a plethora of presents? I would call that a plethora of gifts, yes. Right. Look, everybody got lots, I hope, for Christmas and their birthdays. But the relevant stuff, mm -hmm. uh, what I got for myself... Who doesn't need a four-pack of these bad boys? Those would be Stinger missiles from 1984, correct? I have not I have a Stinger Jeep that has no missile. So uh, not, not anymore, my, you know. Not my childhood one. But to get four together <laughs> means you paid a lot less. So I was pretty happy for that as an eBay find. Uh, our friends at the Hasbro Pulse came through with my Regal variant, or what I like to call <laughs> what you didn't get from the network. <laughs> you also didn't get vowels. Right. Best by far, uh, a Joe fan and a friend, uh, Davis Grayson, who a couple of years ago just said, hey, Webb, I got a custom something I want to send you. It's, it's nothing much. Well, it was the Rhino, right? Maybe mm -hmm. the best modern G.I. Joe vehicle. And he had uh, customed it up bright yellow, like canary yellow with Adventure Team logos on it. So it was an Adventure Team Rhino. It was amazing. And uh, funny, funny story, Joe Joe and I met him at Joe Fest in 2019, and he showed us those pictures there. Uh, yep. great, great guy. And actually, uh, after we had both left Hasbro, I got together for lunch with Daryl Dupree and brought that with me because he was such an Adventure Team maniac. Uh, I wanted him to see it, and he does it like crazy. So... Anyway, Davis said, uh, hey, Webb, your birthday's next week. Uh, I got a little something in the mail for you. And I'm like, I'm, I'm ready. The last one was phenomenal. So I would like to introduce to you Agent Webber. Yeah, baby, that guy. 
<laughs> Look at so, that ginger bastard with his giant gun. Right? I showed him to my daughter, uh, the lovely Elizabeth, and she said, it looks like you and the Terminator had a baby. <laughs> Which... That's why she's called Biz. I don't want to get into, get into the specifics of why that wouldn't work, but he's got a little Henry Peter Guyrich from the X-Men going on there, like the government. Mm -hmm. But I asked Davis about him, and I said, uh, what's the parts recipe here, right? What are we talking about? And he said, well, you know, it's from a lot of different pieces, but the gun came from Ray Charles. <laughs> <laughs> which which is a, uh, a Blues Brothers reference. Which you're that, that you made on our very program, yeah. yeah. So anyway, uh, <laughs> I have one other Weber custom from Troy McKee who had it in a, uh, a Joe Con contest. And that was like Hasbro Web, blue jeans, white, white pants. Uh, or no, white, nobody wears white pants, white t-shirt. Uh, and so I'm very proud of that one. But now I got Agent Weber to go with him. So... Uh, for Davis Grayson, who, who thought of me and put t more time and effort than I've ever put into a custom into Agent Weber. So that's my favorite. That's what I got. Joe Colton. Yes. What'd you get in? I ordered the Dark Saber from the Mandalorian from ha from uh, Hasbro Pulse. Who knows when I'll get it, but I pre-ordered it. <laughs> um. Oh, nice. Yes. Um, what else did I get in? Uh, the child, apparently. I mean, Joe, Joe, Joe Christmas was a week ago. I know. Um, oh, what did I get? Oh, we got a new router for the house. Uh, I got several Wonder Woman uh, like earrings and purses, uh, makeup. A lot of stuff. And then, oh, I bought a Bo-Katan armor. So I will be doing Bo-Katan as a costume. Redhead. Yep. I might have to consult you on the redhead. You're as a, as a possible serious question. How do you pull off a character like that when your hair is so much longer than hers? Um, so I braid it around my head. Around the top? Like it goes around, so it'll be like, like this. Okay. Braided. And, and then, then wig. I will, and then I'll put a wig cap. I will put a wig on. And then she's got that funky headband that might actually help, right? Yeah, it'll keep it down, so I don't have to glue it to my head. So short answer is comb over. Yeah. I'll be there soon. <laughs> yeah. Wait, Lucy, my. <laughs> Boca Web cosplay. It's going to be great. And you brought none yep. of that to off on camera, Joe Colton? Uh, that has not come in yet. It'll take two to three weeks to come in. It's almost like you haven't been doing the show for like four years. Yeah. No, I said I bought that. It hasn't come in. The rest of it's come in. Uh, I got, I didn't get any more Christmas stuff. Oh, no, that's a lie. I got uh, some Star Trek ornaments. We knew that was a lie. Come on. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Anyway, so is that it? Is that all you got, Joe Colton? Uh, I got some, some cooking books, so. Okay. Yeah. Cool. That's not. 
expand your horizons a little bit. Yeah. More baking stuff. I don't know how to bake, so we're, we're attempting to bake cookies. Start small. Cookie recipe that you can knock out of the park. Go from there. Yeah, I can't do chocolate chip cookies. We've tried. No, seriously, that that's what you need to do first because they're pretty easy. No, they're not. Apparently, they're not. They're easy. Chocolate chip cookies. Then just to appreciate that you need the work on chocolate chip cookies. Yeah. Kind of step one. Just saying. So anyway, it's and that is that is you gotta have a chocolate chip cookie. I will give it another shot. Wes ate them, but he is not a fan. He's like, not your he, best work. He loves you so much. <laughs> he ate like a dozen of them. I was like, oh my god. Cookies. So, anyways, uh, I I got uh, a couple of Joe items uh, from Rack. First off, we got that that cool yeah, yeah. Uh, soundtrack record. I haven't opened it yet, but it's the red one from Barnes and Noble. Would have known if, if something was gonna somebody was gonna sneak something into a Barnes and Noble. Uh, Racktime Rob was gonna was gonna sniff one of those out, like a pig with a truffle. Do you have a record player? I do actually. Ooh. Throw that mic. Throw that up again. Who are the Joes on the cover? Because I caught Spirit in the corner. Yeah, it is uh, Spirit, Roadblock, Duke, Scarlet, and Lady J. No, your microphone eye. is in the way. Okay. No snake eye. Obviously, Scarlet is running to go meet Snake Eyes. Probably, really? yeah. yeah. Running away from Duke, you notice. <laughs> Technically, but yeah. they are going in in directions that will take them further apart. Spirit is kind of an interesting choice because he didn't get a lot of play on the animated cartoon. Well, he did in season one. A little bit, but I, I would I would have put money on Shipwreck instead. But whatever. I, same here. There's there's a few other guys. I, I'm surprised, like Flint or you know. But you know, spirit spirit's not the this like if they put short fuse on there, that would have been weird. <laughs> spirit yeah. can get. Um there was also uh, th this guy. Yeah. This guy. I was not planning on picking one of these up myself, but Rack Time Rob decided otherwise. So that was uh, the other Joe related part of his gift there. Uh we also found uh, it's it's brother at arms. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for for a line I was not planning to pick up. Suddenly I've got the two vehicles. Okay. <laughs> Good job, Mike. Way to way to practice self control. You didn't buy them. Yeah, true, true. true. Duck your guns. And then uh, the the other part, we got some robots. Uh, the Earthrise Trailbreaker. Good toy. They are really doing good work on Transformers. Yeah, Trailbreaker was my first Transformer back when I was a kid. So I, I have a soft spot for for Trailbreaker. His robot mode's fantastic. His his truck mode is a little eh, a little wonky, a little wonky. And then earlier today, when we got the the Viper, I also picked up the first Optimus Prime I've ever owned. Tiny Optimus. Whoa! Oh, he is tiny. Optimus. Here he is next to Trailbreaker for scale. This the gun. The gun is killing me. Tiny. I don't know why they made Teeny Optimus, but he cracked me up and I was just like, I'm buying him. Is that a reaction figure or no, it's it's from the Kingdom line. Oh, okay. Oh. And and his 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 gun does fit in Trailbreaker's hand, by the way. 
Yeah, but not in his. <laughs> not not well. No, there's a little peg inside the big peg. Oop, no, no, now now it's on the floor. Well, that's like yeah. the he broke it. From '84, so, had a gun he could barely hold. So yeah, yeah. Okay. So, tiny Optimus. <laughs> Never oh, had an Optimus before. Tiny Optimus. He is remarkably posable for as small as he is. I'll give him a lot of credit. This is actually for for nine bucks. This is this is pretty kick butt. So kind of like it, Drake Maverick. Right. He it's the Drake Maverick of Transformers. Yes. Remarkably posable for the size. <laughs> and that's what we got in. Uh, we are coming down the the home stretch here. Uh, real quick, Mark. Let's move into shout outs. Who you got? Who you shouting out to? You know, uh, one of us or all of us always call out the uh, the first responders and the frontline uh, folks who've worked so hard through 2020, and not to take away from them, but they are they are the obvious heroes of 2020, and they, and they've gotten a lot of pub that they absolutely deserve. But I think some of the people who who maybe don't get as much as they deserve, and this is for Rack Time Rob, baby, is the teachers out there, man. The very basic way most of them do their daily job got completely changed midway through the year, and they had to adapt and adapt quick. And both my parents are teachers, um, so I got the teachers have a special part uh, in my heart. So, D does that shout out coincide with the fact that your kids have been home for two weeks? They gotta go back, man. <laughs> they gotta go back. <laughs> I mean. I love them so much, but I love them more when I'm waving at them as I drive away, giggling. Uh, so, yeah, welcome back to school, Derek and Elizabeth. But um, teachers do get some pub, but the bare basics of what they do day to day change mid-year. And they had to. We, we see you there, Diana Davis. You're in that group too. Diana Davis. Wow. Absolutely. Uh, and I have friends who are teachers, Jane Knapp and Julie Chambliss. And, one of my favorite people ever was my fifth grade teacher, Arlie Seeds. So for all the teachers out there who had to adapt, change, and uh, and get it right with no net, uh, I give it up for the teachers who are still getting it done today. Mm -hmm. And get it done every day. So thank a teacher. Yep. And everybody else who works in a school, as as Torpedo Mike has, has pointed out. Yeah. Because uh, they're part of that team as well. Uh, yeah. Keeping things safe. One of them's Mrs. Weber, so let's give it up for Mrs. Weber. Woo -hoo. Up me. I mean, we, we exactly we should be giving her a shout out every week just for yeah. that. Yeah, I made her laugh uh, pretty good today, and she was like, "Wow, new material." <laughs> <laughs> That's impressive after twenty odd years of marriage. Uh, wow, what are okay. She's just harsh. It real harsh. Yeah, that'd be hard to live with. I'll be honest. That's why you married her, though. Admit it. Yeah, because I figured she'd stick around. So far, so good. <laughs> that all you got, Mark? That's it. Joe Colton, shout outs. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback off of Mark and say also like thank you to the scientists who came up with the vaccines. <laughs> and I'm going to say. I hope the plan for distribution picks up because now there's a new strain that spreads faster. Mm -hmm. So we're going to 
we're going to need things to to go full steam ahead. But yes, thank you to the teachers and everybody like aides and everybody else, but also thank you to the scientists for getting this done uh, in record time. So yeah, like the coronavirus uh, viruses are have been around for a while, but um, it it takes a village or a global community of scientists to to do this. So thank you. At warp speed. <laughs> what else you got, Joe Colton? Um, I would like to do a shout out to my parents who missed um, Christmas and New Year's uh, with us, but uh, I got to do a video call with them. And so at at about 80 years old, they're learning new technology and doing great. So <laughs> they're adorable. <laughs> I see a lot of ears and a lot of chins, but it's fine. <laughs> it, it's funny how, how that, like my dad is, is in his seventies and he's figured out the video call. Yeah. And the problem isn't like, he's got a handle on that. My dad is, has been around computers since they started becoming more commonplace in the 80s so he's got mm -hmm. you know, he's got something of a background there just in terms of knowing what to do with this stuff but he uh like i i have given him my weekly work schedule right so that he know because he's retired uh so that way he knows when to call uh -huh. that i will be able to answer his call and rest yeah. assured if my dad is calling that is happening at a time where i am not able to answer his call <laughs> It is always squarely in one of those blocks where I have said, I'm at work here. I so think it's, they, it's uh, they think as, as they get older, they just go, what if I just wanted by chance, if you were available, <laughs> still at work. Yeah, still, still working. Okay. I can yeah. do a lot. I can, I, like I could text, I can, I can do Facebook messenger. I, I have some latitude yeah. Uh, yeah. provided I'm not dealing directly with, uh, one of our clients, but you know, otherwise, you know, I can't really do a video call on, on the mm -hmm. clock. Can't, can't get away from that one. Just have them call me. I can talk. It's cool. There you go. <laughs> Here's what web's up? free. Web's free. Here, yeah. call web. How do you say this in Greek? I don't know. <laughs> web's lonely. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about the answer. I'm good. Oh, oh my, my dad, my dad my will be all about baseball with you. Right? Tell your dad that I'm starting Bill Dickey over Yogi Berra, and he'll freak out. Maybe. Maybe. See, my dad, my, does, he, my dad deep dives enough that he would appreciate that, I think. In my sim, Yogi's in the minors and Posada's on the main roster. That's insanity right there. Posada kills lefties. Well, that's true. So there you go. Just that's saying. True. And we know he can DH, so. There you go. Who else you got, Joe Colton? That's it. Um, I know Diana said bless Dolly Parton for helping fund the vaccine research. So oh, I'll add that. Certainly do her part. Yeah, you should. Did. Uh, I am but going to it. give my my, my shout outs. Uh, of course, first off, the wrist lock, Wes Whitlock. Yeah, yeah. Because nobody else shouted him out today. Eating those cookies. Somebody's got to keeping us all safe. Oh God. It's equivalent of falling on a grenade. Twenty twenty one is a year we're gonna make sea nugs happen. Sea oh. nugs, sea nugs. 
Uh, shout outs too to our uh, our friends at Kokomo Toys uh, for being the sponsors of the plug the plug the damn show giveaway, um, and hopefully many other contests throughout the coming years. Uh, of course, Rack Time Rob, uh, be ready for a new Rack Time this week. He's he's got a couple issues that are not uh, uh, Snake Eyes Dead Game. That's good. So he should uh, he should be of a much better spirit in those. Uh, we had a request. I'll give a shout out to Stephen Boyd and the GI Joe, a real American hero comic collectors group on Facebook. Uh, just because they, he said, "Hey, give us a shout out." And I was like, "All right, there you go, done." Uh, a guy who we sometimes miss, but he has given us all kinds of pub over the years. Eric from Surveillance Port. Um, Surveillance Port is a is, is a, a site that is is just pushed news, and they've pushed us, and and we. Uh, probably haven't done a good enough job of getting the word out about the efforts he has as far as raising awareness of our program. So, Eric, thank you. We, we do appreciate it. Uh, of course, a couple days ago, we had the long-awaited live stream return of Hooded Cobra Commander 788. Got to sit on, on that a little bit and, of course, wreck up the place. So, shout-out to you, Brian. Uh, of course, a shout-out to, to you guys for, for coming on and wasting your New Year's night with me. And uh, to everybody who's joined in for the the live stream and for everybody who is watching this on recording later. And, uh, you know, uh, sh uh, shout out to, to Phil Donnelly for, for taking abuse earlier. Right. And he is correct. I am easily swayed. How about a shout out for all those poor Target employees? Right. Who had to deal with us at 8 a.m. on January 1. Right. I, I, I had a guy, uh, one of the Target folks said said good morning to me as I was as I was heading towards checkout, and uh, I chuckled. I said, "Man, it's it's too early for either of us to be here on today." And then, and we we had a good laugh at that one. So, <laughs> but anyways, uh, uh, of course that that's going to wrap up this episode of What's on Joe Mind. It, it's funny how I I put forth the mandate to these guys. Hey, let's keep it kind of short tonight. I want to start getting these things back down around seventy five minutes. Probably our longest team stream ever. So good. We had a lot of stuff going. It's the end of the year review, so we had we had lots of stuff. Um, we probably missed some news that we'll catch next time around. Uh, please remember, we are still in a pandemic. I know we harp on this every week, but uh, we keep hearing stories about folks who are getting out and being irresponsible about gathering and not wearing masks and just causing problems for. Uh, the general health of the public at large. So please, if you have to go out, wear a mask, practice sociable, social distancing and sociable distancing, um, wash your hands, use sanitizer, and only go out if you have to. Uh, there's just, we, 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 need to, we need to continue to be vigilant about this. We're not out of a pandemic because we're tired of being in a pandemic. We have to keep dealing with this, especially now with new strains that are in incredibly uh, catchable, just floating around out there in Colorado and other places. It's, it's no good at all. Uh, so it's, it's even more important now than it, than it was when this all started six, eight, 10 months ago. Uh, so please do your best to, to limit the spread of this until you can get yourself vaccinated. If you have been vaccinated, you can still give that virus to other people. So mm -hmm. please continue to be responsible about how you interact in society. Um, and, and, and that's going to do it. Um, 
You guys have any just real quick last thoughts? Five seconds or less, Mark Weber. I want to give a shout out to Jenny McCarthy for not funding vaccine research. Ooh. That's not a shout out. That's a shout down. Joe Colton, anything? No. You know it? But um, that's going to do it uh, for my co-hosts, Mark Weber, Joe Colton. I'm Mike Irizarry. This has been What's on Joe Mind. Have a good night. We will see you next Friday. Yeah, if, if you're hearing this in the the, the, the post, the, the, the recorded version of this, and Sweet Georgia Brown is playing, again, it hit public domain today, so we're going to abuse the hell out of that today. But uh, everybody have a great night. On the post show, Mike's going to pull a surfboard out of his hair. So good. Weber, I'm waiting for you to do your finger thing. Here you go, so I can end this. We're counting. That, that's become a thing now. We gotta. I gotta wait for that. It's my theme music. Every good hero should have some. Not everybody. <laughs>